0: A billionaires
1: in boxes production hello and welcome to this edition of billionaires in boxes i'm joined by my co-host justin hey justin
2: how's it guys all good mate all good uh in your pink palace again oh yeah my pink palace of so... No, just call it the Pink Palace.
1: Okay, it's the Pink Palace.
2: Just, uh, just keep our, it at that.
1: Keep our special it. guest today is Gunther Muller. Gunther, we were having a conversation about how we were going to pronounce your name before we came on air. Um, uh, Gunther. Right. You prefer Gunther. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You guys
3: have this funny accent, so you know you got to do it however you can. Oh, we can
2: say I mean, Gunther. He, South Gunther. African. say yeah. Gunther. That,
3: that's more there's, a, there's a germanic there's a germanic hint in south africa right so you can say gunter Gunther is fine if, Gunther. If there's, ge-
1: you know. if there's a germanic link in germany i'm wondering why justin's attempt of the accent sounds more like northern irish do it again gunter now it's Gunther. <laughs> it's like it's my good pal gunter <laughs>
2: <laughs> well there is some irish in me there you go. It's coming out now when you're trying to do German. And <laughs> it's coming out of my beard, Oh, dear. Uh, this is going
1: to be a fun Uh Gunter's joining us so that we could discuss uh, some issues that are close to all of our hearts. And if, if they're not, then they certainly should be, which is your, your health and wellness. Um, well, I often say, you know, you're the CEO of your your own career. So whether you really are the CEO of a company or whether you're just taking care and looking after number one, your health is going to come as a as a search priority, right, Gunther?
3: Absolutely, absolutely, and yeah, you know, many. I think where we're going today is kind of the chicken and the egg concept. You you had created a sexy title for
1: this show. What was your What was your title? Billionaires in boxes. Oh, yeah, no, no, oh, oh, it's health or wealth, which comes first?
3: Health or wealth, which comes first, right? So that's kind of like that's a chicken and the egg kind of question, mm. and. um mm. As we've talked, you know, offline before, I'm an optimal health strategist, okay? So that's what I've done over the last 10 years. I've worked with over 250 medical professionals all across the United States. And the unfortunate thing is that our medical professionals are not taught in medical school what really will be beneficial for us in optimizing our health. Unfortunately, the entire medical system around the world has been informed by big pharmaceutical companies that have patented drugs to sell to you Mm -hmm. through your insurance. This is the system. The doctors get trained in medical school. The medical schools get informed by big pharmaceutical companies because they have patented drugs, and that is supposed to be the solution for everyone. And unfortunately, when you look around the world right now, what do you see? You see an epidemic of heart disease, diabetes, dementia, bone loss, all kinds of gut issues from irritable bowel bowel syndrome, you name it. Uh, There's just issues. Mm -hmm. And people year after year after year go to their doctor looking for a solution. They do a myriad of blood tests and everything like that. And many times the results come back that everything is normal. And I'm here to tell you, you do not want to be normal. You want to be optimal in your health, and that's why I'm the optimal health strategist. So, in working with so many medical professionals, the thing that I came away with over the last decade is that when a doctor only has a hammer, everything looks like a nail.
1: Exactly, 100%.
3: Exactly, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
3: So, being billionaires and boxers right? When you get to the end, when you get to that state of wealth, when you get to your dream, when you get to that desire, if you don't have your health, you will be bankrupt. Yeah. Mm. Mm. All right? You will have nothing. So the true question is, which, which does come first? They are simultaneous. That That is the answer. And in, in my... You know international lectures that I do and trainings, I, I always start off with this question Do we age because we lose our hormones, or do we lose our hormones because we age? Let me say that again Do we lose our hormones because we age, or do we age because we lose our hormones? That's hmm. also a chicken and the egg thing. And the answer is yes and yes. And the context of that conversation is that. Fifty years ago or a hundred years ago, the conversation we're having today didn't matter. Yeah. You guys know why? you know why? Why? Because we didn't live as long. Well, it's
1: true. Right?
3: The the population left the planet at 55, 60 years old. You were not supposed to live to 70, 80, 90 years old. Mm-hmm. Well, today with advances in what I call Western medicine, mm-hmm. we can do a quadruple bypass, we can change your hip. We can, you know, fix your knee. We can do all kinds of amazing surgeries. Mm -hmm. What we see in the world today is we've increased the longevity of life, but we have not increased the quality of life. Right? And so you can get to 70, 80, 90 years old now, and the quality of your life is, what do you have? Canes and walkers. And you can't do any of the things that you dreamed about doing with all that money.
1: Well, I'll give an example of how this relates to one person. Like say, I say, I, I I'm hearing somebody in my mind as you're describing all of this. And I'm sure he won't mind. Um, it, it, no, not you. It's my father-in-law, actually. Um, so my father-in-law had uh, a heart attack when he was here visiting in the UK. And they rushed him off to, I mean, it was a terrifying experience. I, I hope to God nobody ever goes through it. It's It's not nice. He um, was rushed off to, to the nearest uh, hospital, which just so happened to be a heart specialist in the local area, which was incredible. Um, but he'd had this operation before where he'd had sort of stints in, his, in his, his valves and all this kind of stuff. I'm not medically minded, so forgive me. But they've always gone through the leg, you know, and kind of gone up through that vein. And it's always very painful for him. And it takes him a long time to recover because it's, it's you know, it's, it's on his leg and it's a, an uncomfortable position. Um in the UK, they have this watch thing. It's like a big white watch that puts your wrist, and they use it by sending something up the vein into the heart instead, but it's literally done on the wrist. The recovery time is like six hours, seven hours. They kept him in overnight because he arrived in the afternoon, but that was the only reason. Um, so he was going in with a heart attack. This man who's had numerous heart attacks, you know, he's, he's in that position. And right. honestly, I'll never forget. I remember being so scared. I was sent to go and see if he was okay um they told me he was out of surgery so i could come around and see him now when someone says they're out of surgery you know what to expect right you know wires drips you know sleep thing up the nose it looks like it does on tv you know i walk in and he sat completely bolt upright in the bed talking to the surgeon about liverpool football club he's completely fine and going look at this they did it all through this isn't this amazing He was fine, right? So there is a medical miracle, in my opinion. That's an incredible piece of technology that allows you to do that. That's great. But the same man is also having to take a cocktail of drugs because he's diabetic. And rather than treat it in sort of healthy ways, it's take this tablet, take this tablet, and then you're going to need this tablet because those tablets ruin the lining of your stomach. Mm. And How is that healthy? If you're needing to take medicine to stop the effects of the medication you've taken earlier, surely that's counterproductive.
3: might be having a little bit of connection issue here, but um, I see you back now. So what, what you're describing is a negative medical cycle. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. once you have an event, right, once you have an event like that, a heart attack, and they put you on a myriad of drugs, your quality of life from that point forward is in a negative declining spiral very rare that people recover any type of optimal health or quality of life or well-being after that event because they are put on a myriad of drugs and each drug, I don't know if you have a lot of drug commercials in the UK or in South Africa, um, where, you know, in, in the United States, if you watch TV in in the evening, let's say to watch the news, you're being bombarded with drug commercial after drug commercial after drug commercial.
1: Mm. And, we and hear the that reason that's happening. Comedians, Actually, I remember there was a sketch by, I think it was, uh, Chris Rock, and he was saying the adverts have got so vague. It's like, do you go to bed when you're tired and wake up in the morning? Then we have the perfect drug for you. <laughs>
3: <laughs> right? And I mean, literally, you have a you have a minute-long commercial where it tells you 15 seconds of the benefit of that drug and 45 seconds of a guy talking as fast as he possibly can, telling you about the potential side effects of taking this drug. And the side effects usually include death, all right? Oh. They include dizziness and, you know, something called anal leakage. I don't know what that is, but I know that I don't want it, okay? I'm so but those are literally a myriad of side effects. So why would you take this drug oh. if it comes with all these side effects? But that is the standard of care. That is the, the medical model that we're in. Do
1: you know what I, I find it so fascinating? And this is we'll, we'll come onto this uh, just after the break, actually, because we'll go to a break. But I, I want to leave it on this Ready? because I've al- already, my friend, um, I, I find it fascinating that the 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 models of healthcare in the US and the UK, for example, are very very different. Um, we obviously have social health care here. America has a completely different system. But from an outsider looking in, and you can tell me whether I'm right or wrong here. Uh, physicians, MDs, they all appear to become more like sales reps within American hospitals, exactly pushing certain drugs and certain solutions. Because it, you're, you know, it's like when you take your car into a mechanic and they kick the tires and say, "You're going to need a new one of them." Um, you know, they're trying to round up their bill. They're trying to charge more money. Whereas, surely, health should be about helping people to recover and live a better life, not about selling them a solution.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I, I experienced, I experienced not, that myself. It, it, you know, uh, you know, with uh, with with the Crohn's disease uh, medication, uh, it was mm-hmm. like I think the the medication they used to give me infusions every eight weeks. And it was uh, a biological uh, substance that actually destroyed my immune system. So what happened is uh, whenever I get a cold, it would be like instant. Like I get a cold now, in two hours later, I'm in the hospital because I've got a, I've got a temperature of 40 degrees. Okay. Uh, so, so it was – and the side effects was leukemia uh, and <laughs> all these other things and, and death uh so you 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 put in one big band aid to try and help another problem, but it's destroying your body in such a way that i mean it, it was ridiculous
1: that's like treating i b s by sending you to Chernobyl.
2: yeah well that's, that's basically
1: what they did yeah it doesn't make, i mean out of the
2: frying pan and into the fire i mean the, those infusions cost about thousand five hundred u s dollars uh, every eight weeks. Uh, and the medical aid pays for it because I'm a, a young person that, uh, or fairly young, I would say, that uh, that that uh, potentially they could make it up over the long run. But ultimately, I mean, it's ridiculous. I, I paid less in medical aid than they were paying to keep me on that medication.
1: Mm. Well, here you go. Then after the break, we'll ask this question. Should healthcare be a business? We'll be right back.
2: If you would love to have a more inspired, more fulfilling,
0: more loving,
2: and more abundant life, then make sure you watch the movie How Thoughts Become Things. Because now, with your own thoughts, those become the things of your dreams.
0: Listening to billionaires in boxes, Africa's number one entrepreneur broadcasting network.
1: Welcome back. So we're going to zoom in right now and take a closer look at, at the healthcare sector. We, we've got into a nice heated discussion already, as you'll have seen before the break. If you haven't, where have you been? Go and check out the replay on our YouTube channel. Uh, link is in the description below. So let's uh, crack straight on. Gunther, so we were talking about the differences between the sort of healthcare market and whether or not MDs and physicians are, are actually more like sales reps uh, in different areas of the world. Is, is that a fair thing to say? Well,
3: you know, when you, when you characterize them as a sales rep, you think they're being compensated for pushing drugs. I can tell you that in the United States, they're not being compensated for actually selling drugs. Really? It's what I said in the very beginning is that they've had no other training. So when a physician completes training in medical school, they, they've been taught that there's a pill for every ill. There, there is a patented pharmaceutical drug that is the true solution. So if you have indigestion, they're going to prescribe something called Nexium. They're going to tell you to get prescription strength Nexium. So th- the big idea is that nobody is treating the root cause as to why your body is expressing itself with a symptom. Mm -hmm. A symptom is just an alarm that your body sends out saying, hey, pay attention to me. There is an imbalance. There is a deficiency. There's something wrong. And what we do with drugs is we put a Band-Aid on that symptom. We suppress the expression of that symptom, but we don't treat the underlying problem. Mm -hmm. In my Methodology as an optimal health strategist, I am focused 100% on let's prevent the problem before it manifests into a problem. You know, I am not against drugs because there are some people that need those drugs. I I always use this as an example. If I was in a car accident today and I wound up in the emergency room, you know, how much morphine would I want? Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Absolutely. Thank God that morphine was invented and that it's a very effective painkiller. Now, the question even about morphine is if you find yourself in the emergency room, how much morphine are you going to want? Mm-hmm. You're going to want enough so that it kills the pain, right? Yeah. You're going to want the appropriate dose. And, and this leads me to one of my other monikers is like, look, the difference between medicine and poison is the dose. Yeah, I can okay. give you two aspirin or I can give you the whole bottle of aspirin. You're going to have a different outcome. One will get rid of your headache. And the other one will kill you. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make aspirin bad or good. It's the use of those drugs. And so there is an appropriate use for the patented drug pharma has developed. What I'm against is that they put you on these drugs for the next 10, 20 years of your life and say, you have to be on these drugs for the rest of your life. For a short term acute situation, yes, they could be of great benefit. But for the long term, process of how we age, you know, and I'm talking about the people that are over 30 years old now, but even today in my clinics, we're seeing people that are in their 20s having serious issues because of stress. And, you know, I'm talking to you today in the midst of the COVID-19 era, the pandemic era, the quarantined economy right now where people have been told to stay home. A lot of fear, a lot of stress right now, A lot of people trying to reinvent themselves. A lot of people trying to figure out if they're going to have a job. They're not going to have a job. What's going to happen after this uh, crisis? And I can tell you that stress is the number one hormone disruptor. It affects your adrenal system. It it affects that fight or flight response that you have. And, you know, if you're always fighting the saber-toothed tiger to survive, and that's what we do, we try to financially survive, and people that are entrepreneurial we don't get to shut our minds off when you're in business for yourself and you're an entrepreneur. I've been an entrepreneur for 30 years. I've been in multiple different industries, started businesses from the ground up, sold some of them, had some failures, had some successes, right? The stress that comes with being an entrepreneur or being a business owner or trying to make an impact in the world has physiological effects. And so the point that I really want to share with you guys If you're going to be a billionaire one day and you're boxers and you're going to run your business from your home or from everywhere in the world and you're going to have this passive residual income, which I think, you know, most people in your audience are solving for is like, how do you get there? We we have to pay attention of what we're going to – what kind of shape we're going to be in when we get there.
1: Well, look, I, I had a, a prime example of this personally. So this is going back a few years ago. I would set up my business, and this is when I sh- I will share one of the biggest lessons I learned in business. I talk about global partnerships all the time. Global partnerships didn't just make my business; they saved my life because I, when I first started, I had this wrong notion of uh, I can do everything. I can learn everything. If there's something my business needs, I'll figure out how to do it. I was bootstrapping everything, so I was just a one man performing monkey. And I ran myself into the ground. You you. there's only so long you can give 110% seven days a week before you burn out. And for those of you who've never felt burnout, I sincerely hope you never do feel burnout because it, rock bottom is much further than you think. Um, I was really exhausted. I was self-medicating on uh, a lot of, lots and lots of cocktail of drugs. Um, I was having to medicate to get myself to sleep. I was having to medicate to get myself back up in the morning. And then one day I felt this horrible pain in my stomach. It just felt like a real sort of stomach cramp. So I went for a lie down and nap and I woke up about 20, 30 minutes later with a raging fever, really sweating, uh, I got taken straight into hospital and my appendix had started to rupture. Uh, wow! they got it out of there and they saved my life. So the NHS has saved my life on more than one occasion. Um, plug NHS. Plug for the nhs seriously plug for the nhs <laughs> absolute heroes um but they you know they've saved my life on, on one occasion you know my wife had a difficult birth with one of my daughters and they saved both of their lives you know it's incredible but what i'm saying is i put myself in that position i was in that hospital bed because of me and do you know what i was thinking about when i was laying in that hospital bed and this is really because i'm really selfish to say but i'm i'm being honest I wasn't thinking about my family. I wasn't thinking about my children. I wasn't thinking about my wife. I was thinking about the fact that nobody was making money for as long as I was in that hospital bed. And then I realized I can't provide for my family as a one-man entity. I, I can't do all of this myself. I can't I can't be everything this company needs me to be all by myself. So then I went about finding partners. That's how Justin and I are working together. I go and find people who are strong in areas that, that I consider areas of weakness in my game. And together, we create like the A-team of business, um, come together, all these different people from all over the world. And we just create some amazing things and some incredible opportunities. And I absolutely love my life now. My life is so much more fun. I enjoy getting up. You know, it's hard to get me to go to sleep because I'm still thinking about everything. I'm so excited. But it's not the the stressful thinking that was keeping me up at night. It's not the how am I going to pay my bills? It's not the how, where, where on earth am I going to find more customers from? It's it's a different set of things keeping me up at night.
3: You've made the transition to being creative, right? So that that thing that keeps you up is what you're really meant to be. You know, when you go to the first chapter of the Bible, whether you believe in it or not, it says you were created in the image, right, of Creator. And so that creativity, that that's who we are to be as human beings, right? We're, we're supposed to get enough sleep at night. We're supposed to rest. We're supposed to have variety of activities. You know, we're supposed to play. We're supposed to engage in different things and have loving relationships and do business, you know? So it can't all be about making money or making a living, although that is what a lot of the world is focused on because we look at billionaires and we're like, oh, wouldn't it be great to be a billionaire? Well, let me tell you, the, the more money you have, the more problems you have, not maybe more problems, but the more complicated problems you have. Let's put well, it that they're, way. They're right? different
1: problems because every, every coin has an opposite side, right? So one of the things I was saying to somebody on the phone earlier is one of the things I love about owning my own business is that I don't just get to provide for my family. I get to provide for other people's families. Yeah. But that same joy becomes a burden and a stress during difficult yeah. times because now I'm thinking I've got like 18 families to feed.
2: Now, you know, you know another, another thing that I realized in, in my journey, especially over the last year, is no amount of money can buy my, my health back. Not not there's 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 nothing I can do, there's nothing there's nothing I can spend. I, I can't buy my health. I can't buy that. You can only buy the things that could help your health, but you cannot buy your health so if you if you know I believe in life we've, we've only got so much uh, you know so many so many heartbeats that we have available to ourselves and if we're wasting them on stressing uh, um, over things that are irrelevant and if, if, if we're not uh, you know focusing our lives on what's what's real and what's necessary then ultimately when we're lying down one day before we go uh, we're not going to think to ourselves geez I wish I made another billiard. No, we're going to be saying well, you, you, you can't take I'll, it with you, can you? You can't take it with you. There's nothing you can do about it. So, it's all good and well, guys, that that you're following what we're trying to say, which you're following our, our, our the methodologies and some of the experts that we're getting to talk. But if you're missing out on this one thing, and that's your help, I promise you, my friend, you you, you it's not going to be worth it. it will all fall uh, down. I've I've had to su- I, I've suffered this last uh, year and a half, two years, and it's been ten years or something. But this last year has woken me up and said but uh, if it doesn't matter if you are uh, the richest man on earth if you have to lay in bed every day or you half half the time you're in bed or half the time you're not then that's not a life uh, you've been built to be creative to be active to be able to uh, live and, and and just focusing on on work and business all the time unless it's like you're saying in the creative space to try and, to try and uh, just enthuse us if it's not that, then, then what are you doing? You're wasting, you're wasting your time, wasting your it's
1: energy. It's that old saying, isn't it? If you're not building your dream, you're, you're building someone else's. Uh, okay. and, and I, think- I want to just – I just want to input
3: right there. So as, as business owners, as entrepreneurs, as people that are trying to have an impact in the world, that creativity, the source of it, the uh, quality of that creativity is directly tied to our physiology. Yeah. So, what Justin was just saying, like if if you ignore your physiology, you are actually decreasing your productivity. you are mm. limiting your creativity because this amazing conscious technology that we have in our mind is where all creation is happening. Any great idea yeah. that you come up with, anything that you are going to implement, strategize, plan, come up with the tactics or whatever, starts right here. Well, if this sucker's not working at optimal levels, right. Mm. What kind, of, what kind of results are you going to produce? How, how clearly are you going to be able to think through strategies and tactics and implement and, and, let's say, hire the right help, the right people? That's a whole process in itself. You know How do you, how do you find the right people?
1: It's trying to work effectively on a computer system that's got open a 1,000 tabs at the same exactly. time, junk mail that is slowing down your whole system. It's not going to work.
2: You know, uh, what, what a doctor once explained to me exactly where depression and anxiety comes from. You know, us men, we, we face a lot of anxiety and that leads to depression, uh, you know, regardless. But basically what he was saying to me is your brain becomes so clouded with uh, all the challenges that you're facing and all the things that you've got in your head that you're. it's like literally looking through a cloud. You can't see through to. to an option to alleviate that stress. So you've got the creativity, you've got the ability to be successful and to be uh, to be a powerful thinker. Every single person has that ability, but if your mind is clouded by anxiety or depression and stuff like that, you become hopeless and you aren't able to see the uh, the wood for the trees, quite literally. And, and that's the simplest way to explain people. You know, if you're feeling clouded, if you're feeling uh, anxious constantly, and you don't know what to do, you've got no hope. Then You need to reassess your life, seriously.
1: That's why I love mentors so much, because so many times the mentor can help you when you are in that position, because we all get stuck in that position from time to time. Um, And you can't see the wood for the trees was always an expression that I was told. Uh, You know, imagine standing in in, in the center of a forest and you're trying to observe the whole forest from the outside where you can't because you're in the middle of it. But somebody else very simply can because they can go, "Yeah, yeah, it's over there. Um, and the amount of times that you have a conversation with somebody and somebody else can unlock the key to your success, which is why global networking and partnerships are fantastic. They're not just great for making money. They're great for building relationships with people. Some of my best friends I've met in ways like this. Um, I'm, well, I, I hardly ever share this story. I met my wife on Twitter. We met talking. I wrote an article about a football club that she likes. She messaged me back and we met on Twitter. Like, that's how we met. So there aren't wow. many, and we've been married almost eight years now. We have two two small children, very happy, you know. But the, she was on the other side of the world. She was nine thousand kilometers away from me. So the world is a much smaller place, not just for love, life, for business, for travel, for fun, for engagement. I mean, look at this. This is literally three sides of the globe on the same call at the same time. Right. How awesome right. is
3: that? And it's it's information that people truly desperately need because they're not getting it from the news media. we We live in a world of sound bites and and truth. I mean, real truth is so hard to find that it takes, oh. you know, to be an expert in a field, they say you got to spend ten thousand hours in that field, right? Yeah. To really dig in research. and and I want to tell everybody what I'm sharing with you, this is not my opinion. This is 10 years of evidence based research. I can give you a stack of medical studies from the floor to the ceiling, the physicians I work with. I mean,
2: it's okay, they, they you do read them. want.
3: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I always tell people if you got a sleeping problem, go read a medical study. Can you send us the audiobook, maybe? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you know um, but one thing I want to inject in the conversation is look, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. We've wow. all heard that,
1: right? Mm-hmm
3: we ignore that wisdom that that, that is true wisdom
1: That right there is a perfect place to end on because believe it or not we've come up for another break so i know man right after the break we're going to do our brainstorming session and i really want to dive into prevention because i think that's such an important point so we'll be we'll be right back
2: i just want to say stitching time saves nine there's another one
3: i never knew what that meant
2: (laughs) (laughs) now you (laughs) did
0: All righty. Hi, everyone. This is Bertine Crevacore, West of Westbridge Solutions. I have had such a wonderful time with Phil and Justin on Billionaires and Boxers. Love the experience. Please make sure to follow them. Tune into their show. It is a blast. It's educational. It's informative. And it's necessary. Thanks so much for having me on the show, guys. This is Billionaires and Boxers, empowering one billion entrepreneurs, one podcast at a time.
1: Hello and welcome back okay so let's jump straight into brainstorming. so now we're going to talk about prevention and we have the expert with us here so going through it for all the people that are listening to this and they're probably half an hour into the show either on our YouTube channel, so you see below or watching us live across live TV what's the, the what's the best way to to prevent this what what actionable steps can we start to take to say, okay, this is resonating with me. I understand what they're saying. Where do I begin?
3: Help, I need help. I need help, right? And so the help usually, that call for help usually comes from a frustration of no longer being able to deal with the symptoms. Like, Justin, you were talking about this cloudiness, this depression, Mm. this anxiety, this inability to cope sometimes with life. Uh, We've all heard the saying adrenal fatigue, right? There's metabolic syndrome there's these things, there's fibromyalgia, there's there's all kinds of diagnoses. So I, I have a saying that I love, and that is that prescription without diagnosis is malpractice in any field. Okay? Sure. Yeah. Okay. If I prescribe something for you, right? Without truly diagnosing your condition, your root cause, and I just give you a blanket approach and I give you the band-aid, oh, take two of these and call me morning, right? Is the old thing. Take two of those, call me morning. That is going to be ineffective. It may even cause harm and it's not going to get you the goal. So number one, we have for prevention, we have to start with proper diagnosis.
1: Okay. Mm -hmm.
3: And that could be Extensive lab work. I know in my clinics, uh, we've developed a proprietary process where we send an electronic questionnaire to people. It has over 300 questions. Oh, I want to know. I take, it takes the average person maybe 50 minutes to an hour to answer the questions, but this is our process of diagnosis. I want to know what your poop looks like. I want to know what your hair is like. I want to know your skin, your fingernails. I want to know that anxiousness, that, that irritability, that lack of sex drive. Every symptom, because every symptom that's showing up in the body is an alarm, and it's a signal that says there's something not right. But what we've done is we take over-the-counter medications. We do different things to suppress the symptoms so that we can get on with our life. Yes. Mm. So true prevention needs to start with a recognition that when my when my body expresses itself with a symptom, I need to pay attention. Not reaching the medicine cabinet for the first thing, even a, a simple thing as a headache. Why am I having a headache? Maybe you didn't drink enough water today. Absolutely. It could cause a headache. Maybe you slept wrong on your pillow. Maybe something happened and, and maybe you need a chiropractic adjustment. Maybe you need something to prevent this symptom we call headache. A lot of people suffer with migraines, right? So we start everything with a symptom checklist. And I want to talk to the young people too, because you guys are pretty young looking, right? We've gotten into a place these days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can come again. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Please come again. Maybe maybe you'll invite me on the show again. I don't know if I, you know, stroke the host a little bit. (laughs) Definitely, definitely. (laughs) Which one? He's a young one. (laughs) I am. (laughs) So, but even many people that might be listening to this, um, you're over 30 now, or maybe you're just approaching that big number and maybe 40 is the new 30 or 50 is the new 40 or whatever the linguistic is. Mm -hmm. We've been given this mindset that, oh, because you're older now, you're supposed to be experiencing these symptoms. Mm. That's the natural (laughs) process of aging. Hey, you're not a spring chicken anymore. You're over the hill. Whatever the words are, get used to it. Yeah. Your body is supposed to be dysfunctional. Yeah. I'm here to tell you it's not true. We need to pay attention to the dysfunction. We need to look at the symptoms and ask the question. And if our doctors can't answer the question, my, my coming book is going to be what your doctor doesn't know.
1: Love it. Ooh. Just won't tell you. Okay? Ooh. I love the yeah, Audio version. Yeah. <laughs> Audio book.
3: Audio book is being edited right now. That's, that's, what I, that's the message. What, you know, because we, we go to our medical practitioners and we're completely dependent on what training they've had. True. Yeah. If they haven't been trained in the art and science of nutritional optimization, you're not going to get any nutrition advice. If True. they haven't been trained in the, op, in the art and science of hormone optimization, you're not going to get any hormonal advice. Well, They're going to your lab work.
1: I have a great example of this, right, from when I was a child. So I was a, a very difficult child, from so, so I'm told. Um, really?
2: I can't believe that.
1: Oh, no, it's just shocking. Um, so when I was, I think I was four or five when they first decided that I had uh, ADHD, uh, attention deficit disorder, hyperactivity disorder. Right, what um, you were you saying? Probably still have it. He still has it. <laughs> um, selective hearing he has as well. Uh, But um, yeah, I've been diagnosed with this thing and they were determined to get me on uh, this new drug that had just come out called Ritalin. And they were absolutely convinced that the downsides of Ritalin was it was something like it was 10 times more addictive than cocaine or something ridiculous. I mean, it was really difficult to wean people off. People would have massive bouts of aggression if they didn't take the tablets and stuff. And I'd never been an aggressive kid. I just had too much energy. Um, So we were going back and forth to this doctor and then one time the GPP that we were seeing who was trying to get me on this drug he went away he went away on holiday and they had a locum come in and, and cover his practice and this locum came in and said i think the best thing for you is to do what my brother did and he went when he had something similar and said they'd got him into transcendental meditation and every time he'd feel like he was getting anxious or whatever he'd just go and take a few minutes to meditate and with, with tm especially when you start as a child they say that you meditate each day, the number of minutes of your age. So at the time I would have been seven or eight. So can I give seven or eight minutes of my day to meditate? Yeah, of course I can. Even at that age, I could find seven or eight minutes of the day to meditate. Yeah. What I'd find is for those seven or eight minutes, I don't know whether this is what I was supposed to be doing, but for those seven or eight minutes, I would sit very calmly and very still and and organize all of the things that I now wanted to go and do to have fun. All the stuff that I had to do so I could not get in trouble for having fun. And I would basically organize what I was going to do. So instead of running around like a lunatic bouncing from thing to thing, I'd still run around doing everything, but now it was in a chronological order. And nobody had a problem with me doing that. They just seemed like I was a highly energetic and organized child. But that came from medita- meditation. And I still do it to this day. I still I still love my TM. I highly recommend it. There's lots of people out there showing YouTube videos and stuff. I, I, I often say I don't make a big decision in my business without meditating on it. And I truly mean that. Um, because I I feel like that's where I'm grounded and that's where I can look at it. But they would have had me on some drug that would have cost X amounts of the taxpayer. I'd have been on it for the next 10 to 15 years of my life and then had real problems coming off it. There's huge worrying statistics now regarding Ritalin that say that the amount of people that then go on to um, recreational and illegal drug use as a result because they have to start self-medicating when they come off, You know, it's not good. That's not what you want. No.
3: Nope. And the the example that you're sharing is, you know, there's so many kids out there that are massively creative beings that school doesn't work for them. So they're diagnosed as being too energetic or undisciplined Mm -hmm. or whatever. Right. So put them on this drug, which numbs out their brain, wipes out their creativity so that they could be a good little boy and sit still.
1: Yeah.
3: Right. Great. Because that's what the adults are solving for. Mm. It's not what you as a creative being were solving for. So let me tell you physiologically what your meditation did. Your meditation calmed down the parasympathetic nervous system. Mm -hmm. Our bodies are electromagnetic impulses. The nervous system is like a set of wires. And there are electrical charges that run down. And when we're overstimulated by stress or fear or uncertainty or all these different things that's happening in our environment right now, if we don't take – we always say body, mind, and soul, right? Or spirit, body, mind. We neglect the mind. Yes. And the mind is a chemical factory that sends out the instructions to the body as to what to do we have about a trillion cells in our body. We have a billion chemical reactions going on in our body every second of the day.
1: Wow, that's mm. incredible. And I,
3: I, I wanna give everybody a, a perspective as we're in this environment where we have governments all over the world printing trillions of dollars. We don't even have a perspective on what a billion is. No. Okay, a billion, I wanna tell you this, a billion seconds ago, Christ walked the
1: earth. Wow. That's incredible.
3: Sorry,
2: sorry. Is that an American billion or a UK billion? Because I know it's two different billions. Billions a billion, baby. I don't care what don't, country you're in, yeah. okay? Did you guys have different billions of them?
3: No, no, no. I'm just talking one, two, three, four. three, <laughs> four. Billions billion is a billion. A billion yeah, seconds zeros? ago. How many
2: zeros? How many zeros?
3: think about that right and so what's a trillion a trillion is a thousand billion wow and so if a billion seconds ago christ walked the earth i mean that's time that's 2000 years whether you believe or don't believe whatever right i'm just yeah. using the chronological time so your body has a billion chemical reactions going on every second of the day with with why i think it's 1.3 trillion cells in your body wow. heart cells brain cells bone cells skin cells eye cells you know, you name it. And the brain is the chemical factory from the hypothalamus gland to the pineal gland to pituitary gland. These glands are sending out chemical impulses that are informed by what? Our senses, eyes, ears, smell, taste, stress, fear, the the whole fight or flight system. That is the parasympathetic nervous system. And we have the autonomic nervous system. So autonomic is you don't have to think about your heart beating, your heart just beats. You don't have to think about breathing. You just breathe, right? That's the autonomic nervous system. But the parasympathetic nervous system needs to be distressed. And that's what the meditation did. Even seven or eight minutes a day, you know, and then you know, I should be doing an hour a day, but I don't. But it it has been on my agenda to do more of that because I I absolutely firmly believe that if we can get our thoughts right. The creative conscious technology that we have in our mind, we don't even understand the power of that. And the chemical factory that exists here organizes and orchestrates everything that happens in the body that just with your proper intention of optimal health, and this is being proved out right now in the quantum physical world, the quantum physicists, which is the most thorough proved science on the planet right now, is proving that your intention. Those moments that you spend in meditation with the intention that you put for your health, you put it out there into the field. Your thoughts are not just maintained in your mind. They radiate out in an electromagnetic field, and they actually can create circumstances for you. Right. So spending that time is just as important as taking a supplement or optimizing your hormones, that mental state of mind. So what you did is an exact Optimal example of how do you stay off a drug? Yep. right. You, yep. you find another technique, you find another way to channel that energy, to channel that symptom into something positive.
1: 100%. I mean, it's like that saying, isn't it? Whether you say you're, you can or whether you say you can't, you're right. Um, I, I'm a huge believer in that. I mean, how many times we've all done it? I mean, every single one of us has done this at some stage in our life. How many times have you walked out the door? and you've stubbed your toe or you've dropped something or you've dropped that piece of toast when you're running late and you say the words, oh, today's going to be awful. And it, it isn't. is. <laughs> um, yes. Whereas when you, something good happens and the toast pops out and you catch both of them at the same time and you slide your coffee across the counter and it doesn't do it and you go, this is going to be an awesome day. Guess what? it's going to be an awesome day because the the intention that you put out there and the it's, it, I call it the vibrations. I often talk about vibrations. So I don't, my kids will hear me say it. Um, I'll go and meditate to go and raise my vibrations. If I start getting stuck in my own head, I'll go meditate because I always come out of it. Like, yes. Okay. We're going to go do it. And like, I'm like a, like a caged Ferrari, you know, like a Ferrari on a chain. At this point, go. it's like I'm just desperate to get out. Um, <laughs> caged Ferrari, caged Ferrari. Yeah, man. I can't, I can't move. I'm boxed in, and and
2: it's better than the Ings box.
1: <laughs> and then you then you go and meditate, and suddenly, like, there's no restrictions. It all becomes much clearer. Decisions you've got to make make sense. Things you've worried about no longer seem important. Um, and 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 it's nice to remember that because when you have a problem, I often think about this. It's it's Einstein's uh, theory of relativity, isn't it? It's when you're experiencing that problem, that problem is huge. But in 30 days time, you're probably not even going to remember what that problem was. Mm. So it's in reality. He also
3: said said that all problems, they they cannot be solved in the same paradigm in which they were created. Mm. Right. So we have problems that were created. We need to shift a paradigm. And that's what I've been doing in medicine for 10 years. I'm helping practitioners and physicians to say, I say to many, what if... Your patients didn't come to see you anymore because they were sick. What if you could create a practice in which your patients come to you to maintain their optimal health? Mm. You'll still make money. You'll still have a business. You'll still be able to thrive. But the dynamic, the paradigm now, if you take a preventive approach to medicine and now you treat your patients on a preventive side, how much better is their life going to be? How much better is their practice going to be? How much less are you going to have to deal with sick people when all your patient base is optimally healthy? Just shift the business model, right? So I want to go back to the prevention and saying, okay, we have to diagnose it properly. Now, what are we looking for? I believe firmly, except for a few rare exceptions, that every single illness or symptom or unwanted thing that's happening in the body can be laid down to either a hormonal deficiency or imbalance or a nutritional imbalance or deficiency. Wow. The problem is we wow. need to diagnose it properly. Mm-hmm. And when we give the body the raw materials that it is screaming for, it is crying for, now ultimately I believe the, med- the mental can fix that, but because we're so stressed, because we're so distracted, because we have so many influences going on, it's hard to depend on just that. In theory, I believe it can do it all. But sometimes, because we live in a little bit of a microwave society, right? We want yeah. instant yeah. results right now. How do we get the instant results? How do we get the relief of the symptoms? How do we get that cloud out of our mentality so that we can be more productive in business? We can, we can be more creative. We can come up with the strategies and the tactics that can reinvent, reset, transform, all this kind of stuff. We need to diagnose. So. Take simple things like we're in the middle of COVID-19. What can you do to optimize your immune system? You need high-dose vitamin C. You need some iodine. You need some vitamin D3 levels. And I can spend three hours with you talking about the medical science behind those things and how they are more effective than anything that the world is doing right now to try to prevent the spread of COVID-19. Okay? Mm. We should have been doing this for the last 10 years is optimizing our immune system. I love so them. that I could be <laughs> I could, be in the, the COVID-19. COVID-19. Well, I could be in the so middle so of well, COVID-19 I could be in the middle of COVID-19 and not
1: be talk- affected. You're talking about well that's exactly it because the people who are being most affected are the most vulnerable in our societies. And and they're the people who have pre, you know uh, pre pre existing conditions, and they're the people who are being told to stay away and and we're needing to be cautious of because they're the most at risk. I think I read somewhere that like only five percent of people or something will will ever have some serious conditions, serious effects of of COVID nineteen. Most people, this will just feel like the flu for a couple of days, and they'll get it out of their system. Um, it's the danger it causes to other people. And I love the approach because if I'm honest, this just shows how much we're indoctrinated by sort of Western medicine, I guess. Everybody's looking towards the, the vaccine. Everyone's looking, okay, when's the vaccine going to be ready? And instead, we sh- right here. yeah, we should be looking Vaccine's at right here. how do you put ourselves in the optimal state so that even if we get this thing, we're going to be able to brush past it and carry on with our lives.
3: Mm. Right. So hormones, let's talk to men's health for a second, right? number one thing that men as we age we lose testosterone after about age 30 we lose testosterone maybe five to ten percent a year we go a couple decades we wake up when we're 50 55 years old and we're like we're fat around the middle not putting on lean muscle mass like we used to lethargic don't really have the energy what what
1: We need blue pills.
3: (laughs) Need blue pills, exactly. Yeah. I mean we do in my clinics we do a lot of E D therapy. We do it successfully. How do we do that? We treat the root cause. Yep. Let's talk let's speak to erectile dysfunction, right? What is it? Is blood flow. Yep.
1: Yeah.
3: Erectile dysfunction is a signal that you have cardiovascular issues in most cases. Wow. You have bigger problems than not being able to get an erection when you want it. Mm Okay.
0: It's right
1: there, isn't it? So, people treat Viagra so that they can get the short term relief without t- thinking about the fact that that's a, that's a cardio problem. That's a, that's a problem with their heart. They need to go get checked out.
3: One of the side effects of Viagra is gives you screaming a headache. Who the hell wants to have sex with a screaming headache?
1: Jeez, woman, that's for sure. <laughs> 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 now, let uh, me
3: flip it around for you. So, everybody thinks testosterone is a male sex hormone. It's not. It's a master hormone. Yes, it's a sex hormone, but I'm going to give you this. Women need testosterone. Mm -hmm. After about age 30, women are losing testosterone way faster than men. Women can lose 50% of their testosterone production every year, okay, between the age of 20 and 40. Wow. Usually tied to a couple pregnancy cycles. You see the transition that happens in women. So when they're pregnant, their hormones are at all-time highs. Then when they deliver, the hormones can crashing down. This is where the postpartum depression comes from. This is where the weight gain comes from. This is where being moody and emotionally unstable and maybe more interested in the child than they are in their husband anymore. This is what creates the relational stresses and the problems that happen when you start new families and all that. It is a hormonal deficiency could be a deficiency in progesterone for a woman, a testosterone. It could be a deficiency in vitamin D3. So again, diagnosing, trying to prevent these symptoms in a natural way by giving the body the raw materials it needs so that it can heal itself. The body has the innate intelligence to heal itself. We don't heal the body. The body heals itself. But we have to give it what it needs. It might need magnesium. It might need calcium. It might need phosphorus. It might need vitamin C, vitamin A, vitamin K2. It might need testosterone, estrogen, progesterone. We have, fifty in my country, 52 million Americans walking around with hypothyroid symptoms. This is very important for the women. We have... Females that are going to be billionaires in panties, all right? Yeah. They can wear boxes. They can wear okay. boxes. They can wear boxes. They can wear Yeah, whatever, you know? You know so the win. women Maybe. – Maybe. Maybe. I, <laughs> I mean there are more women in the United States starting businesses than men. There are more yeah, female man. entrepreneurs, right? That's what the statistics are saying. But what about the physiology of a woman that wants to succeed in business, that wants to be productive, and maybe she's got kids that she needs to handle too, and a household, and all these different things, and stresses, and the adrenal fatigue, and the metabolic syndrome that can happen from those things. Mm. 99% of the doctors in the United States will not recommend to a female patient to have her hormones checked. And if they do, they'll do a blood test and say... Everything looks normal. It's not your hormones. So I have to give people this perspective now. Normal is not optimal. When you look at your lab work and you look at the range, I want you to know that there's no scientific anything behind that range. That is the average of a population. So if you're 40, 45 years old and you put your birthday when they do your lab work, you are expected to show up in a particular range. It is the expected range. So I'll give you an example. Testosterone levels in men can go anywhere from um, 200 to 1,200. It's a huge range. So what is normal? Everything in between the bottom and the top number is normal. My question to men out there that are trying to be badass entrepreneurs is where do you want to be? Do you want to be low normal? Where I can show you all the symptoms and side effects that happen? Or do you want to be high normal? Yes.
1: You want to be the optimal. Where,
3: you, where were you when you were 17, 18, 19 years old, when you had all that energy and all that mental clarity and all that. Mental you could clarity. Build muscle.
1: Yeah. At 17, 18. You had mental clarity at 17, 18. I had lots of things except mental clarity at 17, 18. Of,
2: of course, we call it mice nests that we got nests in our head at that age. Just yeah. thinking about women.
1: Yeah, women. Yeah. I could think nothing else, but there was no, I mean, I was clear focused on women. Very clear.
0: <laughs> Very so
3: clear. Men, testosterone plays that role, right? Because it's procreation of the species. Yeah. Yeah. It has a purpose, right? Well,
1: at that age, I mean, age 17, 18-year-old me reproducing would not have been good for the planet in any way. Because our culture is a little
3: bit different. But if you look in ancient history, people started procreating a lot younger because, again, they didn't live as long. If you lot, died right? when you were 30, 35 years old, you get better get busy when you're 15. Yeah, it's
1: true. <laughs>
2: That's very true. But, but it's also proven that women tend to uh, carry easier in their, in their early teens, you know, uh, I mean, teen pregnancy is a terrible thing. Don't, don't get me wrong. I, I don't advocate or anything like that. But what I'm saying is, 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 is women's bodies seem to to manage the, the the stress of childbirth much better as, at a younger age. So we were built for that. You know,
3: well, that's how it was built. And what what is it? It's hormones and nutrition that are managing that entire process, and how you come out of that process, and the risks associated with that process. Right. So prevention, again, is having a paradigm shift in looking at our physiology in a way where we look at symptoms, not as the problem to be suppressed, but as the, as the problem to say, what's going on here? How am I going to address this? And so like, we look at nutrition very much through those 320 questions, the algorithm that we've developed, that if you have this symptom combined with this symptom and some of this and some of that and some of that, we, through our algorithm, can say, Okay, we know where to start treating the issues. You may have a myriad of issues. There are some issues that are more intense, some that are not as intense. Where do we start? Because there is a progression. Most people have gut issues, right? Yeah, it's true. You understand four to five pounds of your body weight is bacteria
1: Mm. in your gut.
3: All these bacteria, they're colonies of bacteria from being completely acidic in the stomach to being completely alkaline and based at the exit. The colonies that live in 29 feet of your small intestines all have a job to do. They all communicate with each other. And I'm going to tell you one of the biggest disruptions that we have in the world is the use of the pesticide Roundup. Roundup produced by Monsanto, sprayed on corn, sprayed on wheat, spread on farm fields everywhere, disrupts the communication, of the bacteria and the colonies, the microorganisms, the flora and fauna in our, in our gut, disrupts their communication. The gut brain talks to the main brain, the main brain talks to the gut brain, and when that communication is severed or impaired, things don't work. And so one of the primary things we need to do is identify metabolic functional issues that are happening in the gut from the foods that we eat could be allergies, could be resistance to certain food, could be certain toxins, could be pesticides, could be something in the water, could be something in the air, but we have to diagnose what is it? Mm-hmm. How do we know what it is? And we may not be able to solve the contaminant. We may not be able to solve the thing unless we live in a bubble. Okay. We can going we can't wrap ourselves in a bubble and, breathe purified air all day long and just purify water. We have to live. But what can we give the body to support it so that it can use its innate intelligence to remove the toxin, to process the toxin through the liver? Your liver has 400 functions in the body. If you need wow. to support the liver, okay, it is amazing chemical factory. But if it goes day after day, year after year, week after week, month after month, whatever, with no support it starts to perish. It starts to fail in its functionality. And all we need to do is give it more of what's meaning because the root cause is that the nutrition is no longer in the food. 50 years ago, I can tell you that a bowl of spinach had more iron in it, actually 98% more iron in a bowl of spinach back in 1930 than there is in a bowl of spinach today. Apple had uh, sixty percent right. more. is a
1: badass, and I'm not. <laughs> I, I knew it must have been the spinach. Yeah, and <laughs> apple
3: has sixty percent less vitamin C in it than it did fifty years
1: ago. That's incredible. So,
3: although we eat organic, we try to eat well, we cook at home, we try to do these things, the raw nutrition is not in the food. We've over farmed the far farm fields. We don't let fields lay and rest like they were supposed to. You know, the ancient wisdom of how food was grown has been thrown out because of profitability.
1: Of course. Yeah needs to be mass produced and last for longer and be shipped all over the world and yeah all over
3: the world we we eat things out of plastic packaging we drink water now like it's gone out of style let me tell you a lot of male infertility is tied to drinking water out of plastic bottles
1: well i was gonna say i read something actually that that once water has been in a plastic bottle for longer than 24 hours it starts to pick up some of the I don't know what it is, but like the chemicals in the water start to come off in the water and, uh, from the bottle, and, it and releases now, estrogen it, doesn't it? And now you're drinking all kinds of crap as well. So you 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 go into a store and you see fruit juices and juice, and you say, "Do you know what? I'm going to be healthy, and I'm going to get a bottle of water." And then you're pouring these chemicals into the body.
3: Yeah, and I want I want people to be aware of the juices too. We've been told that oh, I'm going to have a smoothie, I'm going to have juice, I'm going to have this. Look at the sugar sure. content. Mm. Those things, right? In many of those healthy juices, you have two or three times the amount of sugar in a can than than there's in a can of Coca-Cola. Wow. Well, I can't read the label.
1: That's that's terrible, isn't it? But that's it's marketing again, isn't it? And this is where you get frustrated with stuff because people, you know, they they show somebody being really healthy on a beach, jogging, having this drink, and you think, oh, it must be healthy for me. And you may as well have just had the can of coke. You would have taken
3: those bottles. They're they're only this big, and you see them in the airports. And oh, it's a smoothie. Forty (laughs) eight grams of sugar. Oh, that's
1: only
2: twenty two grams of
3: sugar in a twelve ounce can of coke. Mm.
2: Right. Right. No. I hate to cut you off you're good. I think uh, it's uh, time for a commercial break full. Yes. Uh, I think uh, we've gone over it a bit longer than we should have. <laughs> Sorry, Edwin.
1: I was giving this bit. Uh, Gunther, I hope you stick around with us uh, until after the break when we'll discuss sort of a little bit more on this and, and where people can, can find you for some advice. So stick around. Don't go anywhere.
0: Join the Global Women Summit 2020, which will be a beautiful and powerful virtual gathering of women and men around the world. And you'll be able to connect, to network, to learn, to gain the insight and the knowledge and the wisdom that you need to survive this, to thrive in this situation, to build your brand globally, to build your business, and to build yourself up. Once we get over this crisis, we are going to show the world that we, as women, can do so much. And Global Women Summit is going to give you everything you need to get that power and be successful in everything you do in life. See you in our Global Women Lobby at the biggest powerful platform that we have created for women during this corona crisis. Join the Billionaires in Boxes Facebook group for executive offers, freebies, and even more value add.
1: (laughs) Hello, and welcome back to the final section. So just before we head into good news, uh, we've got a few minutes to thank our guest, Gunter. Uh, It's been absolutely fascinating. I I have learned so much from this call, and and I'm I'm sure Justin has as well. Um, and so thank you for that from, from us and also from our viewers and our listeners, I'm sure they've really benefited from it as well.
2: Gunter, I just wanted to ask something, you know, you, you speak about, you, 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 excited me a little bit about what you guys are doing regarding, um, you know, you know, diagnosing people with the right information. Um, and I understand you guys are doing it only at your clinics, but would this not be something that'd be of value to Everyone across the world, where even if it's just an online thing that you could advise people and help them, uh, you know, the, to, to to be able to, uh, you know, to access that kind of information. We, I might not have access to your clinic here in South Africa, but I want that information. I want do to do it. I
3: yeah, to, I want
2: to do so it. I something. just
3: want to ask you, Justin, are you like psychic?
2: Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> Because you're reading my mind, okay? You, but um, if you need help with that, uh, just drop me a call afterwards. Uh, this is what we do. We help build companies, you know? Just saying. It well, say. to be heard,
1: genuinely, because I think, I think a lot of people, as Justin said, so many people would benefit from this, and I think so many people. Uh, a, a large part of the problem is misinformation and misconception, and having a bit of a clear roadmap often allows you to create the routes as to how you're going to get there. Mm.
3: Right. So I want to speak to that because my life goal is to impact at least 10 million people on the planet. I love it.
1: I love goals like that.
3: I love goals. And, and it, it's towards optimal health because I feel like if I can teach that many people how to take care of themselves, how to optimize their health, it'll radiate through their families. It'll radiate through their workplaces and we'll have a friendlier bunch of people on the planet. Okay because when we feel good in our body and things are working well we're friendlier people we get along with our spouses better we get along with our employers better and yeah. all our people that we interact with. So that's truly my goal is to is to teach that many people the paradigm shift of prevention and how to actually take care of themselves. So there is an online way. We do that test virtually. Fantastic. Because yeah. I can send you the 300 plus questions. Yeah. You can take the test in the comfort of your home. Take you about an hour. And then we get the results back and we put it through our algorithm. And then I can send you the results of that test, charts, graphs, show you where your body is basically pissed off. Yeah. And where it needs the support, right? And then people can go find the solutions locally, because I'll tell you what your body is starving for. And then... Uh, or we can supply them. We we do serve patients internationally. I have patients in Thailand and England all over. We do DHL stuff all over the planet right now because sometimes it's hard to source the proper nutrition or the proper stuff. elements. Good stuff. Yeah. And know that's
2: going to work for you.
3: Right. So, again, that prescription now. Okay, we diagnosed. Now we have to prescribe. What tool are we going to use? I don't just have hammers. I got pliers and screwdrivers and you know bolt cutters and I got all different kinds of tools so from the diagnosis then I say okay here's where we need to start this is the problem we need to address first and maybe for 90 to 120 days we're going to work on this problem and then we can take the test again see if the symptoms have changed we can do a consultation just like this over the phone and say okay what is what got better what maybe got worse what changed what What's the next primary thing that we're solving for? And then we change the nutritional support. We move it along the way because as your body heals itself, then other things come to the surface. The next thing that needs attention. Okay? And we do have a network of people around the world that we can send people to, you know, because some people might need physical support. We do have people from all over the world come to the United States on holiday, come visit us in beautiful Arizona or in California Palm Springs I have a clinic there. So nice resort destinations. People can come spend a week or two and do a little medical holiday. Well, I'll, tell you- uh,
1: well, I'll, I'll pull the pin and I'll throw this grenade into the room then. Let's do this because we could have a we could have a series of conversations about this. OK, this, oh, yeah. this, I mean, this, we're already running out of time on one show and I'm already keen to do another one. So I'll tell you what we'll do. Let's do it this way. If your if your goal is to reach 10 million people and help 10 million people, let's start with our network. So Justin and I will do the 300 test, and then let's do a podcast where we go through the results together. I'm quite happy to share mine if you are Justin. I'm
2: let's very happy to because I've got some serious health issues. So let's let's, so let's get go, on.
1: Let's talk about it. Let's let's show people what this is all about. Let's show you the tangible evidence. We'll show you what we're going to do as part of our journey from here onwards as well. Um, so you'll certainly convert to us. And if we can convert some more in our network and, and across the, the, the brand as well, then fantastic.
3: And, and again, people, it's just information, right? It's a place to start. It's, it's information that's different than you might be getting from your doctor. It's a new perspective. It's an insight into what's happening. And then everybody gets to decide what they're going to do with that information. And yes. I hope people you know, take the advice seriously because it's been, you know, a process we've developed over the last two decades in this algorithm which identifies it and then we can do blood work to back that up we can tell you exactly what blood tests you should get whether your insurance covers it or you pay cash for it or however you do it we'll tell you what blood work we need we can analyze that we can help people just because of technology today anywhere on the planet and have that conversation
1: well our strap line is stay stay remote stay global, um, stay global yeah it's so true. We can do this from anywhere now. So you, 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 this is such a powerful thing and I'm really already looking forward to the podcast and the information. So thank you
2: so much. To. And guys, and then, guys uh, to all the viewers out there, I just have to say one thing. It If you only, you know, I'm in a situation where lifestyle and whatever, whatever went, I went through in life has put me into this health state. And now I'm only realizing there's all these different options and opportunities, you know, ways to fix these type of things. And you know, for people like me, it's never it's never too late. But instead of having to wait ten years, twenty years, thirty years to go through these challenges and then go look for for answers, change the mindset now. I mean, start you know, getting yourself off the things that are that are that are bringing your body down, and and start fixing those problems out, so you don't have to you know, uh, do a, do a, a major uh, intervention into your life, you know? Right. And that's just that's just my, my perspective because I, I deal with these type of things, you know? So right. deal with it now. Don't wait. So how I'll, can give people you, get I'll give you a
3: financial perspective on that, okay? A heart attack here in the United States costs $100,000. Prostate cancer surgery, $86,000. Stroke, $160,000. Prevention is dirt cheap
1: compared to treating the full-blown disease. Yeah, All right, so one's an industry and one gets overlooked. <laughs> right. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, it's it's the fact that uh, I remember reading a few years ago that there was a particular type of revolutionary cancer treatment that was refused testing here, um, and one of the reasons it was refused was it wasn't described as profitable. And I thought right. that's just such a disgusting way of looking at treatment. I mean, I, I had a parent who went through chemotherapy, and um, they actually refused to do it the second time. Um, they said the chemotherapy was worse than the cam- cancer. Um, chemotherapy
3: is the most profitable drug on the planet. Okay, yeah. that and radiation.
1: So like A yep. bomb for your insides. It's horrific. It is.
3: And I want to share with your listeners right now. Look, cancer, everybody's afraid of it, right? Nobody wants to die from cancer. It's a terrible way to go. I'm here to tell you that we all have cancer in our bodies all the time. Really? It is your immune system. Yes, we have mutated cells. That's the definition of cancer. A cell that does not reproduce properly. Right. We have killer T cells that our immune system puts out, designed to float around the bloodstream, identify mutated cells, and kill them. Right get them out of the system. What happens is when your immune system is suppressed and you're not in an optimal state, the cancer cells are allowed to survive and then they form together and they create a colony we call a tumor. When there's 10,000 cells in a tumor, the body gives it a blood vessel to feed it. Wow. Wow. Once it has a blood vessel, that's how cancer continues to grow in in a thing. But if we had optimal immune function and we Gave ourselves the things to resist the pesticides and the toxins and the air, the pollution, the this and that. And we're fortifying our own defenses before it ever becomes a tumor, before it ever advances to any kind of critical problem. The body knows how to attack those things, knows how to get rid of them, sends it out through the kidneys, through the excretory system. I mean, it gets rid of those things. That's how we were designed to live
1: so This has been absolutely fascinating. I've learned so much, sure. and I really hope our viewers and listeners have as well. Let's definitely do the, the podcast and the questions. I think that would be fantastic if you're up for it, of course. Sure.
3: It yeah. Just uh, cool. shoot me your email addresses. I'll get you set up in our system. We'll get the test right out to you, and we'll get you the results.
1: We'll, yeah. see, we'll see how optimal you are or how messed up you are. <laughs> oh we're pretty messed up but I already <laughs> um, no but look thank you so much Gunther how can people get in touch with you just before we go what's the best way to find you the best way to find me is just
3: Gunther dot today G-U-N-T-H-E-R today T-O-D-A-Y you can put a W-W in front of that but you should be able to get to it and that's all my links and If you prefer LinkedIn or you want to shoot me an email or you want to give me a WhatsApp or whatever, those are all my connection points, however, people want to get in touch with me. um, Be happy
0: to answer some
1: questions. Thank you so much, Gunther. You've been an absolute star. Look, before.
0: This is a Billionaires in Boxes production. This is a Billionaires in Boxes production.